the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Let's begin with prayer. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King, we love you. We praise you. We are dedicated to you. We are excited, Lord, because you have given us authority, and we are using that authority to proclaim your kingdom. So we thank you for this season. We thank you for the blessings that we have, and we're looking forward to what you're going to do today and each and every day as we expect signs and wonders and miracles in our lives. So we bless you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, last week we talked about Thanksgiving, and this week we're back to the Messianic vision. (laughs) So before we get started, the first night of Hanukkah is Sunday, the 22nd of December. That's the first candle is lit that evening. So I pray that many of you would like to know more about Hanukkah, and we've prepared a booklet called the Hanukkah Haggadah, and it's 30 pages. Um, if you'd like it, we'll send it to you, $3 each. Uh, that'll cover the mailing as well. And uh, we pray that you'll get it for everybody who comes through your doors so that they can learn and they can see the significance of Hanukkah and uh, Yeshua in Hanukkah. So that would be great. Um, besides that, when you get the Haggadah, it will send you to our web page. So, for instance, if you don't know the Hebrew and you don't know some of the songs, you go to our web page and you can hear the Hebrew and then practice it yourself, So, um, which is really cool. So, hope you enjoy that. Uh, you can also have a sing-along with some of the songs and you have the words in your Haggadah. Email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org, or probably the easiest thing is just to call Karen at 813-831-5673. This is the season where it would be a blessing to us if you 
help the radio uh, program stay on the air and give us a financial gift, that, that would be super. Uh, I'm still praying for a Hanukkah miracle for Shoresh David Tampa congregation. Uh, join me in prayer. Uh, if you want to help us reach our $5 million goal as we are looking to uh, purchase a property, call Karen. And if you want to know more about the facility or our vision and our particulars, uh, let Karen know and I'll call you back. Uh, call Karen at 813-831-5673. And as you know, I like to pray scripture. So the one I'm praying is Exodus fifteen seventeen. You bring them in and plant them in the mountain of your inheritance, the place Adonai that you have made for yourself to dwell in, the sanctuary Adonai, which your hands have prepared. And I pray that he's preparing uh, that sanctuary for, our <laughs> for us. So... Let's look at messianic, the Messianic vision in a little different way today. In the Bible, most prophecies revolve around two subjects. One is Yeshua, and the other is the Jewish people. Now, Yeshua is the Word made flesh. Yeshua is the Messiah and the atonement for our sins. And Yeshua was in the beginning throughout all times and will be there in the end. Um, when we look at the Jewish people uh, and the prophecies, it's surrounding the land and the people. And uh, it's also in that connection, we see prophecies for the Christians and for the nations as well. So prophecies give us confidence that God's word is true. Prophecies give us confidence that Yeshua is the Lord and Messiah. And prophecies also give us confidence that God is not finished yet with the Jewish people. Thus, we have Messianic Judaism or a Messianic vision. So let's look uh, today at Revelation. I have three scriptures for you. Revelation 1.8. 21.6 and 22.13, all three of them saying roughly the same thing. Yeshua is speaking. He says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says Adonai Elohim, who is and was and who is to come, the Almighty. Okay. And so the other two are, are similar to that. And I want to do this. I want to connect those three verses talking about Yeshua being the first and the last, the beginning and the end, to Genesis 1.1. Now, I must mention that this insight was given to me by Elise Merritt, and so I want to give her credit for that, because when she told me about it, I felt I had to share it. So here it is. In the Hebrew, Genesis 1.1 says the following. There are seven Words, Bereshit, Bara, Elohim, Et, Hashemayim, Ve'et, Ha'aretz. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, there are seven words, as I mentioned in this verse, and seven signifies completion or perfection. And God rested on the seventh day, and that's why we say the seventh day is, is uh, you know, the completion of God's creation. And the perfection of it. And in Genesis 1-1, I mentioned there are three words in Hebrew. 
And these three words are would be translated in the beginning, God created. The other three words are translated heaven and the earth. The middle word of these seven is the word et, which in Hebrew actually has no meaning. Now, the two letters in this word are aleph and tav. Funny enough, the aleph is the first letter in the Hebrew alphabet, and the tav is the last letter in the Hebrew alphabet. So similarly, in the three Revelation scriptures, when Yeshua says he's the first and the last, and we see that in the verse 1 of Genesis 1, that Yeshua, if you're looking at the beginning and the end, and that's what these two letters signify, then he's right in the middle of this verse. He is the fourth word, or right in the middle. And Yeshua was in the beginning of the world and at the end. And not only that, but he is, he was there and and was creating the heavens and the earth along with the Father. Hard to understand, but there it is in Genesis 1.1. So in that sense, Yeshua is in the first words of the Bible. Of course, he's the word made flesh. And he's also in the last words of the Bible. Let's read the last words. Revelation 22.20. The one giving testimony to these things says, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Yeshua. May the grace of the Lord Yeshua be with all. Yeshua was in the beginning of the world and at the end. Is this exciting? Right? So the messianic vision must have Yeshua in the beginning, in the middle, and in the end. Of everything we are, everything we say, everything we do. And look, in the Messianic vision, it's all about loving God so much that our desire is to be obedient to him. That's why people from our congregation go out and share their faith every week. Obedience is a combination of following God's word, right, but also listening to his voice. And listening to his voice requires some time and effort. For those who listen, I believe it's quite clear that God has a seven-day plan for each of us. It's not, a written, it's not written in the Bible, but it is clear that God wants us to serve him and have a personal relationship with him. And the way we do that is to have a quiet time each and every day, spending time alone with God. If you are awake 16 hours a day, then spend uh, about an hour and 40 minutes with him each day, because that would be a tithe of your time. So from my point of view, and I have a little booklet for if you'd like it, uh, you can ask for it uh, on quiet time. It's made up of the following. 
praise should be the first thing. We praise the Lord, right? Confess our sins, forgive others for who have sinned against us. We are to listen to what God is trying to tell us. We are to proclaim through Scripture His Word or pray His Word. We are to intercede for others. We are to pray for ourselves, and we are to give thanks. So if you would like the booklet that talks about, the, well, it doesn't. It gives you scriptures about it. Feel free to ask um, Karen when you speak to her. The last thing is we need to read and meditate on God's Word. And so we give out uh, a reading plan in a year. We give out the parasha reading plan, which is the portions for each week. Um, look, it's all about getting close to God. And we do that through prayer and through God's Word. And this is part of what is so important in terms of developing a rhythm of life. And the idea of rhythm of life is that when you develop this rhythm, no storm in your life can take away your joy and your peace. So continuing on the idea of the rhythm of life is the Shabbat, the Sabbath, the seventh day. God separated it and made it holy. God said to us, be holy for I am holy. Leviticus 11:44 and 1 Peter 1:16. And in Mark 2:27, he said, Shabbat was made for man and not man for Shabbat. So don't allow the day to become a legalistic work day or make this Shabbat resting in the Lord, fellowshipping in the Lord. So God has given us this day once a week to have a rhythm with him beyond our quiet time, which is daily. And and so many people ask me, well, what should we do on the Sabbath? And I always refer them to Isaiah 58, 13 and 14. If you turn back your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day and call Shabbat a delight the holy day of Adonai honorable, if you honor it, not going your own ways, not seeking your own pleasure, nor speaking your usual speech, then you will delight yourself in Adonai, and I will let you ride over the heights of the earth. I will feed you with the heritage of your father Jacob, for the mouth of Adonai has spoken. Part of God's rhythm of life for us is in the Shabbat. Another part, I believe, is Rosh Chodesh. And Rosh Chodesh means the head of the month, and you'll see it in Scripture. It's also part of that rhythm of life. And every month we are to celebrate the Lord uh, with a, a special celebration, and that's the observance uh, the, this, the, the Rosh Chodesh this past month was on uh, Thanksgiving Day, actually. But look, this is not one so much where God says you must celebrate this. So 
you know, uh, we we haven't been as faithful in celebrating this as I would like as a congregation or even me personally. But I'm hoping to change that because I think a large part of the rhythm of life for someone who is messianic is is celebrating God's days. Now, we besides the the um, you know the time with Him each day and the Shabbat and even the uh, Rosh Chodesh, the monthly celebration, we also have the spring celebration and the fall celebration. The spring is Passover and unleavened bread and first fruits and weeks. And these four holy days uh, are the spring holy days, which we recognize the fact that Yeshua is Lord. So when we're dealing with, and, and by the way, it's really biblically the first month of the year. So it starts like a spiritual seed where we recognize the Lamb of God, and because of him, we desire holiness. The Feast of First Fruits shows Yeshua's resurrection and the power of God, and the Feast of Weeks is the culmination of these spring feasts, which, uh, with Shavuot, which uh, fo- focuses us on God's Word and God's Spirit. So part of that spring rhythm is the counting of the Omer, which goes from Passover to Shavuot, which brings us excitement and anticipation for God's word and his spirit. Now, in the fall, we have the days of the blowing of the shofar, um, which coincides with Rosh Kodesh signifying something new's about to happen and we take it very seriously as we start repenting and going towards the day of atonement uh, and then finally the excitement and the joy of feast of booths reminding us that God wants us to be close he wants to tabernacle with us we finally realize that we are to trust in him for everything and we continue with that rhythm of God's calendar for us in messianic vision in messianic Judaism this calendar or rhythm is from God And one of the ways we show our love for God, we talked about obedience, is to follow his calendar, not our own. When we don't follow his rhythm, we're somewhat out of rhythm. And our life with God gets better as we follow what he desires, not what we desire. And that's why daily quiet time and Shabbat and the holy days in Leviticus, I think everybody should celebrate. And then God then allows us to embellish and add some of uh, the other things like Hanukkah and Purim and Rosh Kodesh, which are in Scripture, but not necessarily commanded to follow. And then we add, with a few other things, we put in Yom HaShoah, which is the Holocaust remembrance, and and Yom HaTzma'ut, the celebration of Israel, and Thanksgiving. And the result of all of this stuff put together, I believe, is the Messianic vision. Now, some people ask us, do Messianic, within the Messianic vision, do you celebrate Christmas and Easter? 
So Easter is celebrated in Passover and the first fruits. And Christmas, uh, or the birth of Yeshua, can be celebrated as part of Sukkot. We won't get into the timing of all of that right now. But many of the people who come to us, uh, honestly, uh, out of the church, Christians, uh, they are uncomfortable with celebrating Christmas and Easter, and they can be fairly negative, but I don't think we should be that way. Many of us have relatives and friends who celebrate Christmas and Easter, and I think we need to be fine with that. I don't subscribe to Christmas being a pagan holiday. Okay, that is not what I believe. I don't think that is part of the Messianic vision. We are not supposed to go down that route. All holidays, every single, I don't care what the holiday is, whether it's scriptural or not, can be celebrated with our hearts focused on God. And if we don't do that, these holidays are useless. They're worldly. So you can say, well, I don't celebrate Christmas because it's commercial. Well, you know, it doesn't have to be a commercial endeavor. It's based on your heart. Okay? So why, why even go that route? Now, in Judaism, there is a word, and the word is called kavanah. And I think this really explains what I feel very strongly about. Kavanah is the Hebrew word for direction, intention, or purpose, kind of of the heart. And in its simplest meaning, it refers to concentrating the mind in the performance of a religious act, ensuring that it doesn't get into a rote or mechanical type action. It's most commonly associated in Judaism with prayer, but actually, the idea of Kavanaugh can apply to anything. Um, and so when we talk about rhythms of life, we must have Kavanaugh. If you say you have the Messianic vision, you must have it from the heart, from, from the intention, from the purpose. So God looks at our heart. We can say we know God, but that is not enough. Even the devil knows God. We have to be an example from our heart of knowing God, and that's part of the messianic vision. Now, when you go to your services weekly, when you do holy days, this is an indicator of where your heart is. And you might say, well, I can do those things alone. Well, you can, but that's not the Messianic vision. The Messianic vision is developing congregational families who will raise up the next generation to learn the rhythm of life that God has called us to. And, of course, we know Hebrews ten twenty four and 25, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good deeds and not le- neglect our own meeting, as is the habit of some, but encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Well, I've run out of time, but I look forward to sending you the Hanukkah Haggadah. Uh, as I said, we appreciate $3 each. Uh, speak to Karen about it. We also would like to send you the um, Quiet Time brochure. Uh, there's no cost to that. We probably could even email that one to you. And then uh, 
let me just mention that uh, if you email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org or call Karen at 813-831-5673 and you can give us gifts to help us start, stay on the radio. You can give gifts to help us purchase the building that we are looking at. Uh, look, we are... Just blessed that you are listening. We're blessed for you when you visit our congregation. And we just ask that you would bring your Jewish friends, and especially at this time of the year. Look, I pray that you will grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's pray. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah, so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. 